0: Thank you, Lord. This morning we come without holding back, Father God, without keeping anything to ourselves, Father God. I pray that you'll receive our full worship this morning. I pray that we receive things from you, healing from you, finances from you, support from you, Father God. We receive you as a whole. We receive everything from you. And we want to worship this morning. Lord, just in spirit and in truth, saying, Lord, it is all about you, and this is all for you. Lord, as we sang this moment, that Spirit lead us, that I pray that we will bow our knee towards you. I pray that lordship will prevail. I pray that truth of the word of God will prevail in our lives that it that it exhorts our obedience towards you. And that we will give our lives to you every day, every week and every month of this year. Until we see you again. Lord, I pray for each and every one. Everyone here this morning, every congregant Everyone that's not here this morning, Father God, that you will cover them with the knowledge that your Holy Spirit not only lives in us, but leads us, Lord. There's this thing in my heart for a couple of weeks that I wanted to speak about you, and it wasn't in our prayer, it wasn't in our preaching schedule, um, but this morning I I do want to touch on it. See, I played uh, touch rugby a couple of years back, and someone invited me to a touch rugby game, uh, just like a social on a Sunday afternoon um, before church. And, and I tell Catherine, I'm really, I'm really not in a great space physically, but I'm going to go. And I started playing. And within the first minute or two, I was gasping for breath. I had nothing left and I needed to sit down. I wasn't part of the game anymore. And for a couple of months now, God has been speaking to me about our worship towards Him. Not singing of hymns, but yes, also worshiping Him at home. There will be no worship in this congregation, in this building, if you and I do not buy our time of worship with God at our houses, in our homes. When last did you put on music and go, Lord, this is all for you? Not reading your Bible, not waiting for a word of God of knowledge of what to do in the list of things that we bring in. No, no. When last did you fall on your face before the Lord and you worship Him in spirit and truth? This morning I'm oh so reminded of why I love Jesus so much as growing up as a kid. Oh, I could sing to Him. Some of us should not sing out loud in a big group, and that's okay. I don't want you to stop worshiping God. This is not a Sunday morning moment. Do you know what happened at that touch happy moment? I was embarrassed. The other people, they were playing the game. I want us to get fit in worshiping God again. In our houses, in our homes, with our families, with music, without. I don't care how you do it. But this will be quite awkward if this is not something that we establish in our own homes. Amen? I want you to sit down. Thank you so much. So this morning, the band can stay just for a second. I want to invite us to to understand that when the Word of God is preached, it is definitely preached from a specific point of view. If I preach this morning, it's from my point of view. If Yaku preached last week, it's from his point of view. But when the truth of God is set in Word, and we receive it as truth, there is no more opinion about that truth. Amen. I need to help you to understand that you can receive the truth of the Lord without holding back. You can listen to Jesus through the word of God and you can go, it's not Marinus' opinion. It's not every nation's opinion. This is God's honest truth. This is his gospel. And so I want you to, to invite you just as the Ghent mission happened and the testimonies right now happened um, in Belgium, and something stirred in my heart um, that we cannot just be a sending church or a giving church, that you have to find those moments of worship within yourselves, within your homes. If there's no peace in your house, bring in worship. If there's no vision in your house, put on some worship music and start worshiping God if your kids do not know how you worship Jesus do you know what's the easiest thing I just put on music in the morning Sebastian come here quickly I don't want to I, I didn't organize this with him but I'm sure he's, he's okay he's a haze so this morning when we when we drove to church uh, what did Papa do what did I do he put on worship music what were we listening to before the worship music uh, all the small things from Blink 182. Okay. <laughs> so, so I led my family from a Blink 182 song, which Sebastian loves, because I introduced him to punk rock. I am so sorry that I did that, but you also get um, punk rock music uh, in worship, so we'll get that Christian music. But so, what happened then? I, I switched to. Um, uh. Mm-hmm. uh uh, Yaku, what was that song we played this morning? For God So Loved the World. Uh, we played For God So Loved the world. Okay, so when that happened, did your daddy sing out loud? Yes. Was it a good singing? Uh. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> okay, okay, you don't have to answer that. So cultivating, cultivating worship in our families is not only crucial. It is so easy to install if it's led by us I want you to start leading yourself in worship there are moments that my wife goes through terrible things at work and she does she works with terrible people with such bad motives in their heart and agendas for other kids that can't speak out for themselves then I hear her crying in bed when I get there there's music there's worship music on she's lying on in her bed crying I'm like I, I'm asking, can I help? And she goes, no, and I'll get out of there. Because I know that's her time with God as well. If we don't cultivate a, 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 a rhythm of worship in our own houses, worship in our own house here will be really awkward. It'll be tough to worship with you. I'm inviting you. And so I'm not a perfect dad. Sebastian knows this. But then when there is spiritual moments happening, even when we go to, what do we do on our way to school in the morning when I drop you and Noah off? You play worship music. Mm-hmm. And then what do we do after that before I drop you off? We pray. What do we pray about? For a good day at school. And what else? Um, so that we don't get hurt and protection. Yeah, so we pray over the, the parents of the kids that are with you. We pray over the, the teachers. And those things, thank you, Sebastian. And those things um, we do um, very strategically so that church is not on a Sunday morning for our, for our kids, our family. Church is a Monday morning. Church is when we have conflict. Church is when we invite someone and they don't like my food. That'll never happen if I invite you. I'm just saying, I make really good food. Um, You don't believe me? Okay, I'll invite you. So there are things in worship with Jesus that it can't just be for a Sunday morning. It needs to have a rhythm at home, amen? It needs to be in our kids. It needs to be at our workplace. It needs to be, I've got a guy that WhatsApps me, I think, weekly, a new worship um, song, I the first time I was like, I'll listen to it, and then later, when he sends it, I'm also more, almost waiting for it to come through for something new because I love new music, and then in my in my quiet time, I put it on, "I just worship Jesus." So I want us to be motivated, motivated this morning, not by a motivational moment. I want us to, that the Word of God in truth calls us to worship Him. Our response to truth is true worship. Amen? So, I want to thank you, everyone that came to the front for for prayer for healing. That stirs faith, but it needs to be more than just something that happens here. If you received something, or something to pay forward. Amen? Amen. Let us pray, and then we're going to look at a. uh, We're going to play the the intro video, and then we'll start the sermon, sermon series this morning. Let's close our eyes. Father, thank you so much for. Where you say, two of you are gathered in my name, there I am. And when we agree upon something, it will be so. And I pray this morning that we are more than three here this morning. We agree on the things and the truth that is set in your word, Lord God. We agree upon everything that the Holy Spirit does, Father God, when he leads us, that we can follow. We agree this morning, Father God, that we are a church that worships. We are a church that reaches out. We are a church that engages. We are a church that plants uh, churches in other uh, nations, Father God. But firstly, we agree that you are God, and we are not. We submit ourselves under you to be led by you. I pray that, Father God, that our houses will be filled with a tangible, beautiful fragrance of worship that we decide upon and we allow you in into those moments. I pray that in Jesus' name. Receive it. Amen and amen. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. habits and so we're in our third week I don't know if you remember last week but we started off with fellowship uh, I gave out some bright thongs oh no is it tongs I'm sorry <laughs> I'm stepping into that one can bry tongs sorry for the online people that was a that was a foot mistake foot fault we started with fellowship. We gave out some bright tongues. Who received a bright tongue? Anyone? Okay, have you organized a bride yet with someone? Great, awesome. Uh, you get the extra chocolate later. Okay, great. For the others, let's do it. Amen. So we start off with fellowship service. Uh, there was an I serve moment last week that Yaku um, set in for us as a church of you serving. Um, and this morning, we're going to speak on generosity, the whole uh, concept of it. Uh, but also what God does through it in our hearts. Um, So being generous um, is is something that happens when we have a lot of one thing. Maybe, um, so I grew up in Potashroom, like you know. There was a farmer, uh, he uh, grew uh, um, lemons on his farm, and we would, after school, go uh, and go to that lemon tree, and we would pluck off of one tree, all of the fruit. Uh, We were very stupid in those days. um, And we should have just plucked off a couple. But then what we also did is, we didn't take a bag with, so we had all the lemons in our hands, walking on the road from the farm to our house. So if you want to steal something, just be clever about it. Okay. So, but when we walked, there would be um, lemons falling off out of our hands. We were not prepared for that. Um, But ultimately... Uh, when we, we will stop walking and people will ask can we have a lemon and we would go yeah it's not ours you can have one alright and it's easy I don't know if you would agree it's easy to give away something that hasn't cost you anything or it isn't yours I have this friend that visited <laughs> we visited him at a house uh, that we um, uh, next to the beach uh, where he invited us from but it wasn't his house it was a friend's house but they He would give us a lot of things in this house that's not even His, and I would go, I don't know if we're allowed to take this at all, Then I'll put it down again. And so it's almost like that, where we have been given something from God that um, that in generosity that if we have more than enough, we start giving it away, amen? So that's sort of the concept of it, Uh, but this morning... I want to, uh, to, to, to show um, that God is not only generous, but that, that, that he, he didn't only come to establish it. He's not only asking us to be generous, but He's a generous God. So He's generous in um, His revelation um, in this book of the Bible, amen? So if we read the Scriptures, we will see God is generous. Uh, the generous gift of His Son that He gave to us, Uh, is so incredible. The gift of His grace, He's rescuing, He's convincing us of the Word. He forgives us. He's generous in forgiving. He's generous in transforming. He's generous in empowering you and me. So He's not only asking us towards something that He wants us to do. No, no. He gives us all the tools that you and I need to do the mission of God. And so the generosity of God doesn't stop. God is generous in His wisdom. And so I want to read this scripture that, that we are worshiping a generous God. Uh, he gave. So, John 3 16, you know this well. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave. Our God is a giving God. Our God does not hold back. Our God, when he gives of himself, he doesn't give partially. He doesn't give because of holding back, because he, uh, he is selfish. So, when we move towards this giving part, I want to take you to um, this verse um, where God says, uh, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia, Macedonia for in a severe taste of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty, listen to this, have overflown in wealth and generosity. So in a severe taste of affliction, their abundance of what? Joy. Why do I want you to worship God at home? Because when we worship God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord comes out of us. And what does that produce? It produces an abundance of generosity. So he says, the abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflown in wealth and generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord. So they gave what was asked, but then they went one step further. And they gave things away that God didn't say they should give away. Have you ever given something and then wonder, oh, I wonder if I gave too much? No, you didn't. It's called generosity. So sometimes we go, I'm going to give out of my wealth that God has for me. And listen, that can be really small. That can be a lot. It doesn't matter. It pertains to whatever God has entrusted you with. So if you have little, he entrusted you with little. If if he gave you a lot, he entrusted you with a lot. But that is still your wealth, isn't it? Even our health, even relationships, our jobs, um, the things that we do. Our church is our wealth, amen? And so he goes further and says, For they gave according to their means, and I can testify beyond their means, uh, of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. They were begging Paul so that he can tell them where they can give more, what they can give more. How can they be more involved than they already are? But then he testifies they are already giving enough. So generosity is over and above. Generosity is something that you have decided that you are going to give without holding back. But then God is so good to you, I don't know if you know, but then you give more. Oh, Laura, this is not mine. You have all that I have received, even the air that is in my lungs, I have not given to myself. You have bestowed it upon me, so then I will give freely. So there's this video that I saw on the internet. I didn't want to show it because there's some words that is not appropriate for our church. So I'm going to tell you about it. Um, it's, I don't know if you know, but guys go around and they do nice things for people uh, they taste them, and then they give them money afterwards. And not a great concept, but the, what they've done in this moment, they saw a beggar sitting begging at, on the street of New York, and a guy came, uh, and he gave the beggar a massive big pizza. I don't know if you've been to America. They do food extra large. Everything is over the top. Uh, If you ever go there, uh, please try the curly fries. It's amazing. And so when when they gave him the big pizza, he sat down. He was very uh, gracious in receiving it. He said, thank you so much. He stood up, greeted the guy, and the guy went. He's on his way. But he sat with this pizza, starting to eat it. And just as he finished his first slice of pizza, another beggar came in next to him. But this guy, it was a setup. It wasn't a beggar. It was the guys doing the filming of what they were trying to achieve. And he sat down and he asked him, can I have a piece of your pizza? Without holding back, that one beggar, thinking this is another beggar, shifted the box of pizzas and shared it with him. And in that moment, we call it generosity. In that moment, he received something that he knew He didn't work for. He knew he didn't deserve it himself. But then he decided to give away what he has received freely. Are you hearing where I'm going? Can you connect the dots this morning? But in that moment, afterwards, they gave him a lot of money. He was thankful. That's not the lesson. The lesson is generosity is a matter of the heart. Generosity, you either have it or you don't. It's not something that, that, yeah, that you can go, oh, I want to be generous, and then, uh, and then so either you are generous or you're not. But, uh, but at the end of the day, God asks of us to be generous. So if I look, if you look at the creation of the Lord, can you think that God was generous with color? Can you think that God was generous with different species? Do you know how many species of one animal? Let's take, uh, for instance, let's take um, uh, birds. Do you know how many different species of birds there are on earth? Can I tell you? I don't know. But God did just make one bird and go, there you have it. That's one. You've got a pigeon. Be happy with the pigeon. They are gray, they are white, they make a lot of mess. On your roofs, no, 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 God was not going, okay, you can have two kinds of birds. No, 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 three, four, no, 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 a hundred. Can someone Google it quickly, anyone? Just Google it, tell me how many birds, uh, species there are. Thank you. And so, I want to make a point, I'm going somewhere. So, in my heart, I want to tell you that God wasn't only good in creation, He was generous Do you know there's not a mountain that looks the same? There's not an ocean with the exact same curves or color. Each day changes. There's not a moment in the sky that you and I look up to, and it's the same as yesterday. Except if you're in London, I mean, it's just gray. But I mean, ultimately, God is generous in his creation. God was generous with you and me. Whoever here met someone just like you, same hairline, same eye, same mouth, same size, same everything personality, same fingerprints, anyone? It doesn't exist. God in his creation with us was so generous that our identity is set that each person has was created in his own right within the, in the, in, in the um, reflection of God and who he is. And so when we go further, he says, And this not as we accepted, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Then he says, Accordingly, we urge Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in the act of grace also. He's calling us to a a whole set of rules here. Listen, to be this that God is calling us to, He's asking us to excel in faith, excel in what is coming out of our mouths, excel in the knowledge of Him, excel in the earnest of chasing the things of God, and in our love for you. That we will excel in the, gra- in, in, in the act of grace. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love is also genuine. See where I'm moving to. For you know that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. So that you by his pro- poverty might become Rich. Was Jesus not generous? Was Jesus not in a place where he gave us everything? Did the king of the universe not put down his crown? Almost disrespecting his own own honor and stepping off of that platform of his Godheadness and then went, I will become one of them to reach one of them. Jesus gave it all in his generousness towards us. And you know what it was grounded in? Anyone? Do you know what this this decision of giving everything was grounded in? Any anyone? It was love. On the head. God's love compelled them, compelled Jesus. If we do not have a generousness in our hearts, I will not question your faith. I'll question your love first. I won't question your, your dignity or your or or your talents. I won't question the knowledge that you have of God. I'm not going to question anything else. I'm going to question love. If generosity is an issue, I'm going back to love. Why? Because Jesus was generous with everything. And then the root of that is what? It's love. It's set in how much he loves you and me. This should make so much sense, change, sense, that you can get up and go, woo Thank you. It was bad, but I'll take it. Proverbs 3. If you want to have the knowledge of love, not things, not rules, not, ba- not things to jump over, not hoops, not steps to take, if you want to hear God's heart of love for you and me, go and read Proverbs. Proverbs Three first one says this my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast what love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the table of a tablet of your heart, so that you find favor and good success in the sight of, of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lead on your own understanding, can I ask you not to be, be, become big headed in such a way that you have the knowledge of God but not the love, that you're boastful about what you know of Him but you have no way of filtering that through in love and making people grow, please do not be that guy I don't care about how much you know, I want to know how much you love because then the knowledge gets activated and truth is set and people come to Jesus, Amen? And so, in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. So where's the focus here? He says, trust in the Lord, not in yourself. He says, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, for the fear uh, fear of the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Then he ends off in saying, honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And then we go, but we're not wealthy. No, no, you definitely are. You have received everything from Him. And with the first fruits of all your produce, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of His reproof. For the Lord, Lord reproves him who He loves as a father of the Son in whom He delights. Me and Sebastian had a uh, um, uh, internet moment this week about his phone, and I was really strict. But it was because I love my boy, and I want him to be protected. I want him to make good decisions. I want him to understand I'm with him, although he's getting chastised by me. Although I'm bending that that uh, um, I almost said rod. That little uh, little tree that he is, my work as a father is to help him towards that. That's love. I'm being generous with him, so that when he gets into life and he still makes bad decisions, other people will decide what they do with him, not his dad anymore. While he's living under my roof, it's going to be God's rules and my rules. Why? Because it's still protected. Parents, please help your kids by reproofing them, help them by being their parents and not their friends. The world does not look um, well on people that have not been um, chastised and, uh, and fathered in such a way. Sometimes it's not, gr- it's not a great moment for a dad to do that with his son, but it is necessary. Why? Because if we can't take it from us, if they can't take it from us, they will definitely not... Um, take it from the Lord. Amen? Those things are connected with each other. Honor the Lord, verse 9, with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. And so I'm going to stand, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pause there for a moment. There's a reason we don't um, take in offerings at our church on a Sunday morning. If you're new, You'll see we missed that. We didn't miss it. It was strategic. In our church, we feel that if you are knowledgeable, you love God, that there will be a generosity moment where you go, God says, I must give my, of my first fruits. I'm going to give. And so there's a few verses that helps us understand um, In 2 Corinthians 9, it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. This is not a compulsion moment. I'm inviting you. Um, For God loves a cheerful giver. I have seen people overwhelmed by the gospel in such a way that they will give their tithing, but they will give far above what God has asked them, and that is called generosity. So this church has been tithing in such a great way. I want to honor you. We've done it last year. We're going to do it every year at this time. You've been tithing in such a way that our tithers have climbed, but our tithing income has sort of stayed the same. Means that people are still giving out of a cheerful heart, but whatever the pressures of life brings, it shows there. We want to thank you for that. It also shows that 46% of our congregation um, are cheerful givers. No, no, no. Sorry, are givers. The cheerfulness you have to decide on. So there is a there is a 54% of people in our community church that I'm speaking to right now and say, don't you want to go and pray about it? Some people will say, uh, but I give elsewhere, okay? So when, why are you here then, um, I ask? And so if you receive from us, there should be a moment where you go, okay, this is my church. I believe in it. So we don't do tithings and offerings on a Sunday because we believe that if you are um, an, uh, uh, an adult in the Spirit, that you will just give because God speaks to you. And we also do it in our connect groups there's a moment that you are going to go through lordship, and lordship helps us to understand that everything that we receive is God's anyway. So giving is not difficult then. So here's the question that I want to pose to you this morning. I do not care how much you tithe. I don't even care who is tithing how much. I don't know as a leader of this church. When your tithings come in, I can't see it. We, go, we don't go, oh, Someone tied 6,000 rand. Oh, i got to call, Rian. I just need to thank him. Hey, Rian, thank you. I saw the money came in. I just want to thank you for that. Sorry, Rian. I just saw you. I connected there. So I think that doesn't work that way with us. We believe that if if God is good, we will give. And even if you receive a small amount, please do go and pray about it. It's not yours. Uh, Johan, can I say it again? It's not yours. Your salary, your car, your house, your health, your kids, whatever it is, it's not yours. Firstly, it's been given to you. Amen. Oh, it's very quiet. <laughs> so there's the Psalm verse, verse 37. Uh, 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 Psalm 37, verse 21. It says, The wicked borrow and do not repay but he says but the righteous give generously so here I'm going to make a connection that you will not believe that a leader of a church will connect generosity with this but I'm going to do it I am going to wash someone's feet this morning all the girls the ladies don't worry it's not going to be you But we are gonna, I'm going to wash a congregant's feet this morning on this stage to show you what generosity actually looks like. Or actually, no, before it's generosity, where does it start? Amen? So all of those with shoes on, hands up. If you've got shoes and you're a man, you are also safe. So I prayed about this, and I asked the Lord Jesus to help me, that Vessel will come this morning. <laughs> Vessel, will not you join me on stage? Thank you. Can someone bring in one of those red chairs at the back there, quickly to the front? Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> he says now he's going to wear shoes from next week. Uh, you can sit right there. Yeah, good. Um, all right. And so, um, I want you to forget um, any other church experience when it comes to tithing. I want you to forget anything else anyone said that was really dishonoring towards your finances and, or even God. I want you to set aside um, your, uh, what, your offense when it comes to being generous, just for a moment. Jesus not only gave up his crown in heaven when he came to earth, Jesus served his disciples with the utmost respect and honoring by at one moment in the verse one thirteen, you know it really well. You can go there with me. So Jesus washes his disciples' feet. He says, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, we'll eat later, and wrapped a towel around his waist After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. Listen to this. Drying them with a towel that he has wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter. Listen to this. Who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize what I am going to do, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall not wash my feet. In those days, when you come in to a... I don't know why their feet was dirty before they ate. Because they were supposed to wash up beforehand, but... In those days, when someone comes to your house, they have taken a bath, but now they've walked 500 meters to your house, or a kilometer or two, and their feet is dirty. And by you showing them honor, but also you serving them, shows them that they are not only welcome in your house, but that you love them dearly. That you love them first. Jesus is washing his disciples' feet Because he loves them. Not because he needed their tithing or their lives for that matter. He washed his disciples' feet because he loved them. You see, the fruit of love, the fruits of love sometimes comes out. And one of them, when it is generosities, is not even a felt moment. It's not pressure. It's not heavy. It's not offensive. But let me just wash Vessel's feet. Do you know why I want to wash Vessel's feet? Because I need his money? Because I, I need a payment on my, on my car or because of my school fees that are behind this month? Do you, is that why I'm washing his feet? No, I wash um, Vessel's feet because the other day that I visited him at his house, God gave me such a great impartation of love for this family that I want to show it back to them. So, help me a moment. You can put your foot in the air. There he is. You know how to work here. It's easy. It's nice. He's nice. He's nice. gaan nice. Okay. Okay, so you can put your foot in here. And then I'm going to make it like this. Okay. And so. And you can put your foot in here. And so, what we do sometimes, we go like, Lord, I'll wash their feet, but I'm going to wash it really strategically on the top. Okay. So, Lord, I'm just going to give my life. I'm going to splat it a bit. He's got it. I hope it, that the soap runs down to the bottom, Lord. I hope the soap runs down in between the, 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 the areas, like in between the, the toes, okay? So, we're just going to splat it there. I'm not going to wait that it runs down. No, we're not. There's enough soap. You wet your hands. You get right into it. You scrub. There's a massaging moment. It's right in between the toes. There we go. It is in the nitty-gritty of life. It is knowing everything. And then he's not only getting his feet washed, he's getting a massage on the calf. Why? Because it's nice. He just walked. So I'm washing it. I'm getting right into it, not too fast. I don't want to hurt him. Okay, it goes through the tip. It's going through there. You can see it. Don't worry. Your hands won't fall off. Okay? It won't rot. His feet's not rotting, okay? Lord, heal anything that he has underneath his feet. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So now I go, it's washed. And then I go, and then I have, okay. It's not only the dirt, but I think there's, yeah, there there is a tight knot there. Can you feel it? Lord, let me just spend some time here. I don't think Jesus just washed. I think he massaged. And sometimes, even in our congregation, we have hurts of previous churches. We have hurts of previous leaders. And sometimes when I touch those knots in your life, you think I'm a bad leader. You don't think I love you anymore. No, no, no. What does God do with his, with his, with his people? He helps them. And so you let it drip. Oh, your feet was really clean. I'm impressed. Okay, you can put your foot, feet on it. And we're going to shift that. There we go. In Danvalons here, it needs to be dry because we don't want it to pick up any other dirt. But in this moment, Jesus also prayed for his disciples. And Lord, I pray for Vessel. I pray for his wife, his kids, his family, his work. I pray, Lord God, that you come and that you not only establish him as a child of God, your son, but that you also establish him in this congregation, that this is his spiritual family once and for all. And never again they will wonder if you have placed them here, you have definitely placed them here. And so if we look at generosity, it's not only in the act or someone trying to look good because they did something that looked amazing or that seemed biblical, is we do things out of the knowledge and we are not only overwhelmed, but we make life decisions, moral decisions, on our worldview. According to what we believe, we make decisions. People spend their money on belief system, not on how much money they have. If that was true, no one would be in debt. I want you to have a belief system shake this morning. Who's your God? Who's your spiritual family? Because for some of you, God needs to add you to this one. For some of you, God needs to add you to another spiritual family. I'm not the one um, telling you where to go to church. You are the one that decided God placed you here, so then you need to submit under that authority. And then when I speak to you, as the leader of this church, I'm not being um, tough on you just because I had a bad day. I am seeing things that I think should change. And then when it hurts, whoa, we need to trust God for healing. Amen? We need to trust God for do, to do the things that He needs to do in you. Why? Because He wants us. This is not a, what did Philip Pretoria say the other evening? This is not a, uh, a holiday ship, a pleasure cruise. This is a battleship. This is a war. You need to get healed so that you can minister. You need to get in so that you can submit. You need to, you need to um, believe in Christ. Uh, and, 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 and in love so that generosity will flow out of you I'm not calling the generosity I'm calling the love I'm not challenging how much you give I'm challenging your love and how much you believe and so then there is that moment where we come and say okay there is a, there is a chance for you to give this morning and even then I'm, I'm not going to put something on the board I'm This is not a manipulation moment. I'm inviting you to love Jesus. And I'm inviting you to love our church. I'm inviting you to love me. In the thinking of giving, if love is is not part of that equation, it's just abuse to people, to the church. I pray, Father God, that you will challenge our hearts, that we bring. Um, In our movement. I pray for every congregation in this city, in Centurion. I pray for every congregant represented this morning as every nation I felt, even the visitors. I pray this morning that your love for them would be established and well-received. I pray that they won't be like Peter saying, Lord, I'm not going to allow you to wash my feet. No, no. This morning... Allow Jesus to wash your feet as you sit here. Some of it is dirty. Some of it you walked where we shouldn't have walked. Some of us have been part of things that we shouldn't have been part of. Some of us got cut. Some of us has knots underneath our feet. Allow Jesus to wash it right now. Allow Jesus to minister to you in this moment. Andra butukoya, takiyandra butukoya, shitekes. Shite andra butukoya, sitikiyandra butukoya, takiy. Sitikiyandra butukoya. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Father for the ministering of the word. Thank you for identity to be set in. Thank you for the washing away of, of yesterday. Thank you for the establishing of what you do, Father God, when you when you minister to us. Thank you for the renewal of our spirit every time we allow you to wash our feet. Thank you, Lord, for the sons and daughters we are in your house, in your household. Thank you for the calling back of the lost son. Thank you for the calling back, Father God, into spiritual family. Thank you for the denying of ourselves, Lord. The taking up your cross. The submitting under you, Jesus. Thank you for each and every part of who you have called us to be. In identity, in love, Lord, with you. In the knowledge of the power of one that has released us from sin. I pray for all the men of God this morning that know God has called you for a time like this. I pray over each and every one of them, Father God. Every wife that is represented in this family, Father God, and is going to be represented. Pray for every child, every single woman, every single man this morning. Thank you, Lord, for what you do through us, through your love. I pray that that life will fall off of us. The murkiness, Lord, the, the indecision of where we should go, the... The the fear of, of this life is falling off right now. No more fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. You decide. Father God, thank you for great worshipers that you're establishing. Thank you, Father God, for people that know not only the knowledge but the heart of Jesus. Thank you for the for the treasures that we find in your word, Lord God. Thank you for the blessing that you are. Thank you for your love. And therefore, I ask you, Lord, that you will make us humble enough to be generous towards not only your church, not only your people, but to you, Lord. We show our favor by the way that we are generous in Jesus' name. I pray that in the name of of Jesus, amen, and amen, I have not disappeared, so, so in your connects, there will be moments coming this week, and the next week, where we will definitely channel you to a a moment where you can provide a moment where you can tithe and a moment where you can give, but it's not this morning. If you want to find out more, there's a Next Steps Lounge there. Uh, Bianca Stale, where is Bianca this morning? She's going to be there uh, managing. If there's uh, at the book table, who's managing the book table? Anika. Anika's at the back. If you need any bank details or anything, you're welcome to get it from her. I Yes. Yes, you want to testify? Please do. So. No, 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 no. They go for it. No, no. Don't tell me. No, no, tell them. No, no. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna stand right next right. to you. You're gonna do. I'm gonna, you're gonna be strong. Uh, yeah. So this morning, um, just before I came to church, um, I had this vision in my head of somebody that's bare feet, and I was thinking of of this, and I don't usually think of him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not in a bad way, but I mean, it, it just came to my mind that, you know, you know, why isn't he wearing shoes? And God said to me, it's because he's grounded in me and he's grounded in his faith. And yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> Come on, man. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't give out bright tongues three weeks ago for nothing I didn't give it out so that it can lay on your kitchen cupboard and go oh we must remember I gave it out so that we would have love relationships with each other that came out wrong Uh, let me try again Uh, we have relationship with each other and therefore the fruit of that is love Christ's love I know we went over time this morning but God is in this place If there's a repentance moment needed for you, you can go home and go, Lord, I need to say sorry about things. I need to amend some relationships. I need to submit under you and I need to give towards you. Thank you, Father God, that I can pray over this congregation. I pray that you burn away everything that was not from you. I pray that you will keep the things that you want them to hear this morning. I want them to respond in a godly way towards your their relationship with you and the outcome of that father god the outroll of their love will be to this church and then i will receive gladly what you have for us in the name of jesus i place them i send them protect them lord help them to grow in their faith and their love towards you in jesus name amen thank you